0: keeping our self-esteem high during transition. And this was spurred by a listener's question. So we're going to um, actually read the listener's question and take it from there. Our listener asks, Hi, I recently began listening to the podcast not too long ago and am really loving it. To tell you a little bit about myself, I have been dealing with anxiety on and off for about six years now. There have been periods in between where I have gone years without it being a major issue, and it was something that I thought that I had for the most part overcome until recently. Last year, I finished my degree, entered and broke up from my first serious relationship, and I'm in a period of uncertainty where I am now in a temporary job. I feel like my self-esteem has taken a major hit and I feel like I am less capable of doing a lot of things I used to be able to do. It did not normally take me this long to quote, shake off these feelings in the past, but this time it is taking a lot longer and I find that a bit scary. My question is, what is the best way to deal with periods of transition and also how do I build that self-esteem up again? Thanks. So as we get into this listener's question, um, I actually want to thank our listener for sending this and for being a part of the podcast tribe and I see that there's a lot going on in your life right now. And the first point I want to make before we get into the actual talking about transition is to talk about how she mentioned or he mentioned um, that they normally used to be able to shake things off and now it takes longer and that feels scary. And this is a big point that we all want to remember when we have anxiety, it is that second fear that really keeps us in the loop and I believe that that is what our uh, listener is talking about because she's actually scaring they are scaring themselves because they can't jump out of this quickly like they used to be able to do that feels scary so again that's a a feeling of uh, perhaps helplessness or hopelessness and um that there's that fear, that fear that this fear is not going to go away. So that is our second fear. And we want to remember that is one of the things and one of the biggest things that keeps the fuel, keeps fuel on that fire of anxiety. So let's keep that in mind as we go through and answer more specifically about transition. Some of the things I thought about when I first read this was that we want to remember that um, any transition, uh, whether it's viewed as a negative transition or a positive one, is stress-producing. For kids, going to Disneyland or Disney World is stress-producing. It's what they really want to do, and it's total fun. They've wanted to do it forever, and it still causes them stress. Um, we do things such as get married, uh, buy our first house, start new jobs, all these things we really want. We've worked really hard for, to get to the position that we're going to get this, but it is still stressful, even though they are things we really, really want. So let's keep that in mind as we remember some of the things she talked about in, um, I keep saying she, we don't know, <laughs> it was our listener, um, Uh, this came anonymously so let's let's continue down and see what they have going on is some good things and some negative things right they're looking they may have both things going on here Um, another thing I want to mention as we get into it is that when we have a number of transitions um, going on all at once which is exactly what is happening here Um, this listener has finished a degree. Yay! Congratulations. Entered and broke up from the first serious relationship. These things happen. And I, you know, I'm sorry for your pain. And uh, you will go forward. And I'm in a period of uncertainty where I'm in a temporary job. Okay, so it's a temporary job, right? So we got a real mix here. And so we want to remember that... um, When we have this many transitions all at once, we may have lost our usual capacity to cope. This um, email said, you know, I used to be able to shake things off and, uh, and now I can't so much. And so I really want to point to the number of actually quite big transitions that are happening all at once here. So we lose our capacity to cope, which means means we have to take care of ourselves it means we're off keel and we need to take a step back and see what we need to do Um, another point is that this can be a place where the transition can actually become the catalyst to deeper healing Um, actually deeply healing the anxiety panic that has once been coped with for sometimes years there's no reason to need to cope with it. I mean, you can cope with stress. That's what we do in life, right? Life is full of stress, and good and bad, like we just saw. Negative stresses, positive stresses, they're all stresses on the mind-body. But we learn how to deal with them, how to cope with them. But we don't need to learn how to cope with anxiety panic. We can clear it and not go down that wormhole anymore. So let's let's go on here going to read a piece of it again. She says, "Um, last year I finished my degree, entered and broke up from my first serious relationship, and am in a period of uncertainty where I am in a temporary job. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Okay, so here our listener mentions a keyword. This is a keyword to me, uncertainty. So uncertainty can bring up the need in our lives to have more black and white Things going on. None of that in between stuff. When we feel uncertain, we want answers. We want left or right, up or down, black or white, nothing in the middle because we don't feel like we can handle that. We want to have definite answers and we want to be in real control. The problem that comes up with that and uh, where we flip to when we are in an uncertain situation. The problem is, is that we really don't have control. Life is not black and white. And it's not as if we can control um, the rug being pulled out from under us because obviously this happened to our listener. Um, we can't control the rug being pulled out from under us mainly because there's actually no rug to begin with. And I want to spend a minute here because a lot of times we believe that if we can just get enough control, we can have that solid ground or that rug underneath us and we can control what happens. Um, the reality is in this life, we are really not standing on solid ground. None of us, you know, it's not just uh, our listener who is uh, on off keel and not on solid ground. We are all just floating through this life. We none of us know if we're waking up tomorrow. None of us know what goes around the next corner. And that is really super scary for people with anxiety. And that is also a reason that we fall into anxiety is because we haven't made peace with the fact that we really don't have control and we really have to find the ways of dealing with that and coping with it because we can cope with it. We can actually, we're amazing beings and we can handle everything that comes our way. What we can't handle is the imaginary things, the what ifs. And so when we can really say, no one's on solid ground and I can just handle whatever comes my way, we get to relax a little bit and we don't have to live in that highly stressed posture all the time. In times of transition, we need to take extra time, extra time for self-care. And I know that this can be challenging when you're not feeling well it's really easy to take care of ourselves when we're feeling great we actually that's when we even spice things up a little bit more go a little bit deeper into our self-care but when we really need it is during these times of transition and we need self-care and general support uh, because we are become so much more sensitized than we usually are when we're in this uh, uncertainty um that we need to be sure that we have some support and that we are taking some time for self-care and by support i mean a trusted friend a spouse a therapist a clergyman a coach Uh, these people can all be enlisted to hear your challenges and when people When you know you're being heard, this allows you to get the thoughts out of your head. It's always healing for us to hear ourselves speak our pain, by the way, and even if we need to say it out loud to ourselves. In our group coaching call this past week, I mentioned uh, in there, in our call yesterday actually, that sometimes we can do what I call mirror work, where you stand in front of the mirror, look yourself in the eye, and talk about your challenges to yourself Get them out. Get them out of your head and hear them with your own ears. It's very important. But the best place is to enlist a little bit of support, and we can all find that if we look. You can even find a buddy, a buddy in the Facebook group, somebody who maybe will chat with you or take a phone call with you just to hear each other. Another thing we need for our self-care is rest. And uh, rest gets mixed up a little bit because often when we are having high anxiety or pan- uh, panic, uh, we are unable to sleep well. And if that's the case, you need to just know even laying in your bed and practicing some meditative breathing, some muscle relax- relaxation, even doing the body scan meditation is good It's good for the body, mind, and soul, even just laying in the bed if you aren't sound asleep. So continue having more rest like that if you're not sleeping through the night. Um, Rest usually gets thrown out the window when we're transitioning. We're usually very busy and very busy in our minds. And actually, this is the time in our lives when we need rest the most. Remember, no one else is going to tell you to rest. You need to set this boundary for yourself. Um, and remembering that much of our healing and our adjusting to what's happening in our daily life takes place when we're asleep and dreaming. So don't cut yourself short. Uh, the usual things that keep us on keel, uh, like a like diet, a diet that agrees with you. And we all know what this is for us individually. And if you don't know, find a nutritionist to help you sort it out because knowing what foods work for you and what foods don't work for you individually can be a real game changer in your life. So get somebody to help you with that if you don't already know. But a lot of us know and we just don't always do it. So, um, you know, recall what your ideal foods are that make you feel rested and alive and actually stick to it Uh, of course exercise also we want to keep our exercise light at this time though and relaxing light and relaxing versus being in training mode Um, there's no need to burn the candle at both ends this might be a great time to do hatha yoga um, it might be a good time to do Tai Chi. It might be a nice time to really walk in nature. But we don't need to be training for a marathon when in, we're in the middle of, of transition. It's just a little bit too much. The last tip I have here is the biggest one to me. This is the one that keeps all of the other ones possible. And this is the biggest one in my mind is hope. Uh you have to keep the hope alive and by that I mean that what you are feeling and going through right now through your transitions keep in mind the now that this will not last forever. Everything changes and we really have no idea what awesome amazing things may be brought about by the current transition keep yourself surrounded by people who believe in you and who make you feel good about yourself and you will more easily remember what great things you have accomplished in the past and how even though those things are bumpy right now that even though you're going through a transition that feels really off keel and bumpy um know that right now you are in a tough spot, but in the future you will be able to do more of those fabulous things that you've done before when you have your capacity back again. And remember how we get that capacity back. We want to be sure to keep the hope alive. We want to keep our diet and exercise in a way that serves us. We want to be sure we get enough rest, whether that's laying in bed meditatively or sleeping, or napping. And make sure you're doing your meditation, it's very restful. And having uh, support, again, from your uh, community, have support. And these are the ways that we'll be able to boost our capacity and get back up on keel and go back and be ourselves in our lives again. But know that these transitions happen. Life is not an even keel. We go up and down, and it's just knowing deep in your soul, deep in your heart, that you can handle it when it comes up. I have a quote for today before we close out, and this is by Louisa May Alcott. She says, Far away, there in the sunshine, are my highest aspirations. I may not reach them, but I can look up and see their beauty, believe in them, and try to follow where they lead. Again, that's Louisa May Alcott. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.